thanks so much for joining me today. I have a good friend, Carrie Gottschalk, with me, and we've just been catching up a little bit about her personal life, but I'm so excited to hear about everything that she's been doing beyond just a move across the pond over to the UK, um, but also just all of the cool things that she's been experiencing with um, paid ads and Facebook and all of the changes that are inevitable when it comes to uh, paid promotion online. So Carrie, thanks so much for being with us today. Of course, thank you for having me. I'm so excited to see you and talk to you today. And <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's oh, fun it's to catch great. up. We, uh, we used to be in an in-person group together in Colorado, and then in COVID, you decided to move across the pond over to the UK, and it sounds like you're loving it, so I'm glad to hear that. I am. It was like I was traveling before COVID and I don't know if I just got bored, but uh, during last year, it was like, well, if I can't travel abroad, I'm just going to move abroad. <laughs> I think was the mindset and it all worked out. That's awesome. I'm so glad for you. So, um, so you and I both know each other through kind of the social media space. I tend to be more on the organic content side of social media you have just this like really deep knowledge on the paid side. And um, so tell me a little bit more or tell, you know, those listening a little bit more about how you're serving people uh, in the paid space, uh, especially with, with social media, with Facebook, et cetera. Yeah, so primarily um, I'm a social media or Facebook, Instagram type of advertiser. I work with e-commerce clients in direct-to-consumer advertising, and most of those clients tend to be in the area of health, wellness, athleisure, um, fashion, supplements, active clothing wear. <laughs> a lot of that also comes with, you know, our culture of living in, uh, or did live in Denver, Colorado, so um, those types of clients were around, but personally, they're just fun for me to work with. I was interested in their product and what they were selling. So it made that easier for me as a marketer than to work with them, come up with creative ideas and solutions to advertise market and sell their product online. Great. That's great. Um, how, how have you seen things change specifically in the last year or so in that space? Because I mean, if, you, if anyone's around social media long enough uh, or, or some of the big giants like Facebook, Google, et cetera, like we know that things change regularly. So what, is, what have been some of the big changes that you've seen and how have you been seeing clients adjusting to meet those changes? Um, so over the last year, obviously the biggest uh, change that we saw was marketing during COVID. And while COVID... It, could speak well COVID had a negative impact um, on a lot of businesses unfortunately for e-commerce we saw it booming if anything online shopping picked up online sales picked up um, we saw you know purchases and ROAS and like numbers through the roof but on the flip side of that now that we're coming out of COVID we're trying to stabilize numbers and look back at maybe what the client's average sales were during this time period from 17 to 19 and trying to kind of disregard that peak that happened last year. The only trouble that I've seen with that going forward are clients that started to advertise for the first time during COVID that are expecting sure. those peak numbers that don't have any previous historical data on what their 
average normal sales numbers should be, I guess. Yeah, that's an interesting thing because I think the mindset, you probably deal with this all the time with clients is they have certain expectations that sometimes are realistic and sometimes aren't. <laughs> Depending upon, like you're saying, if they started during this you know, great boom for e-commerce and they just don't have that understanding of what to expect as things level off a little bit. Have you seen people or the numbers starting to level off a lot recently or has it been happening for a while? The numbers are now starting to level off, I feel, for the most part. Um, for the majority of the clients that I've seen and I'm working with, they're going back to normal, so what they were pre-COVID, which is great. There's only a couple of clients I've seen where they've dipped significantly, but that's because they were so high last year during COVID um, and just came off different waves and peaks of seasons and product advertising. Um, so with those that haven't bounced back as quickly, it really just comes down to kind of creative messaging and who we're targeting just to fit the need of that consumer now that lifestyle has gone back to normal. Mm-hmm. And then there's one client I worked with that was in travel. So they were a little oh, different. Sure. They, they were actually hurt extremely um, last year with COVID, but now they're just flourishing because everyone's dying just to make up for their trips and holidays that they missed out on in the previous year. Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of what you do, you're really having to get into the psychology around where people are at, you know, and yeah, everyone right now is ready. They're just chomping at the bit, ready to go travel somewhere and get out of their, kind of get out of their home, home uh, radius there. So, um, so yeah. And, and are there certain things that you've done that you, or you've, seen yourself do over the past year to innovate how you are coming across and how you're reaching out to new people um, that need help with Facebook ads? A lot of it, again, kind of just comes back to messaging and positioning and being aware uh, very significantly of like what is going on. So with that travel client, I had to be tuned into the news every single day to see what country restrictions were since Mm. it was worldwide. In London right now, some clients are going through the normal marketing phases. We're heading into peak holidays, Christmas. That's going to be normal for everyone. But um, for London specifically, everyone's dying to go to the West End and theater is coming back. So that's Mm. a little bit more niche and specific. So we can focus on events like that in this market where it directly affects the consumer. So it's just knowing what people have missed out at or what people have missed out on what's coming back, um, theater, cinema, just different events. Um, and how are they tailoring those events? Because cinema was in lockdown. People were looking for the outdoor park pop-up cinemas where you could socially distance a little bit, um, better than inside an actual theater type of thing. Um, other areas, you know, we saw that we tailored to that the messaging was different during COVID and then coming back. That still is kind of affecting it today as I was working with um, a client that had a children's 3D printer. And that was always kind of marketed around um, to assist a child with learning at home. That really took off during COVID. But the other way we started to reposition it was towards the parents because parents weren't used to their children being home so, so much. So we started to market to the parents that this not only is good for the children's education, 
but it'll keep them occupied and out of your hair. <laughs> because with the you know benefit of them being home, which can be a joy, it can also be a pain point because um, how do you multitask mm-hmm. childcare that you're not used to doing yourself um, when they're at home full-time? So how are we relieving the parents of that burden with the product as well? So now it's not only benefiting the child, but also the mom or both parents or whoever, yeah. So just playing into different emotional needs and feelings connected to what they're experiencing at this time through your product or service that you're marketing. Yeah, that's great. That's wonderful. So are there things though that like have been tried and true when it comes to Facebook ads that even though like we had this giant disruptor of COVID and now things are kind of going back to normal, kind of, I mean, I think it's like the new, new normal is what I've heard some people call it. Um, Are there some tried and true things that you just, you know, hey, if you are going to be running Facebook ads, like these are things that you have to focus on in order to be successful, regardless of what's going on in the world around you? Yeah, definitely. So some of the tried and true things are always to make sure that you're marketing full funnel. Mm -hmm. So awareness, consideration, conversion. So there's going to be top of the funnel, middle of the funnel, and bottom of the funnel. And without feeding that top of the funnel, awareness, getting to like, know, and trust the brand appropriately, Mm -hmm. you're never going to get them to that warm stage where they're engaging and interacting and maybe becoming a little bit more committed to self-learning on what your product or service is to then even purchasing or retargeting them space because the awareness phase you are not always going to see or the awareness or prospecting, you're not always going to see as high of purchases or as high a row as in there the return on ad spend, Mm -hmm. you're usually going to see those um, numbers higher in your warm and retargeted stage of the funnel. But you don't get people into those bottom two stages Mm -hmm. unless they come in through the top. So it's just reminding people that it's a collective effort within those three different audience campaigns to look at the number as a whole and not so singularly, I guess. Um, And then also to Another tried and true thing that I always tell people to do is um, making sure that, you know, you go through your whole purchasing process, checkout, and if you feel you're too tied to your product or service or brand, have a friend do it or have a few friends do it and let them know or let them share their experience with you. Um, I've worked with people where, you know, we've gotten their ads great, but I'll tell them, all right, but once you get like the landing page or the checkout stage like it doesn't exactly give me a full description of what your product or services I don't fully understand it um, how could you better communicate this um, just with description or even video so many people disregard video and I think video helps communicate so much more quickly um, for creative aspect yeah especially on that awareness stage um, than just a photo with some text. So, so those are all really trying to say is like, hey, your website sucks, or you know, like, how do you tactfully say that? Tell them that way. <laughs> there's there's a lot of area for opportunity here. Yeah. yeah, no, it's it's interesting. I mean, I see that uh, on the organic side is that you come, somebody comes to you and you're like, well, you need to like think through the whole process of what they see. Facebook could be, you know, in your social posts, they could be driving a ton of traffic, but if you are missing key elements on your website or it looks outdated or it just doesn't work well, 
you're going to lose people and you're not going to convert and you're going to blame it on Facebook ads or, or whatnot, but maybe the, the culprit really is that you need to improve your website or the flow of your checkout. So that's great advice. What's been a win for you? Like, what are some things that you've experienced recently that like, Hey, this was, this was really worth my time. This was a win for me. Um, not just for a client or, or maybe it's professionally, like for you, like what is some, one simple thing that you've done that you've seen, Hey, this brought me a win. One of the things I always do, um, you need to make sure you're doing it appropriately according to your NDAs with your clients, sure. but um, keep track of your work to make case studies out of it. And if you can't show or talk about who the client is or talk about their numbers, because people always want numbers, you can generalize it and say, I worked with a leggings company and improved sales by 20% and reduced cost per purchase by 10% or something mm -hmm. to generalize the industry and the improvement that you made. So that's just one of the big things I did just wrap up that travel client and um, they had hard NDAs, but I was able to find a way to convey this is someone in the travel industry I worked with. Yeah. These, this is what we saw um, during COVID. This is how we planned around it and repositioned our messaging. And this is the increase that we saw coming out of it. And they had a lot more to do with them because of iOS 14, but um, just, <laughs> just keeping, keeping a record of it because yeah. a lot of the times once you end that contract with a client or if they go somewhere else, let's say to an agency or have a switch or a change in like who manages the marketing, you usually don't have enough time to like kind of scrap it up last minute and get enough out of it to be organized to put a proper case study together. Yeah. Um, and those stories are the most important, I think, to tell. Um, so yeah, that's that's always a win is the case studies help. And then being able to tell that story. Um, as you know, I wasn't speaking or sharing my stories anywhere when I first started three or four years ago. So that's been a big win too, especially during COVID and as everything's gone online, is to be able to have these conversations over yeah. podcasts or presentations, no matter how small. I mean, I've spoken in front of an audience of five people in a small hotel conference room just to get some practice in, um, to, you know, just, just getting it out there. Because once people have an idea in their head of how you've helped others, yeah. they start to imagine how you can then help them. Right. It plants a few small seeds and lets them kind of envision how you might apply in their scenario. So I love that. Yeah. Well, and I, I think it's important to, um, I, I think all of us struggle with like pulling that relevant uh, content in the whole process. But, um, you know, I think it's important to be collecting it as you go so that you have enough so that, you know, it's not like, oh, at the end of the project or, oh, you know, something's terminating with a client. I have to scramble and get stuff. It's also important too, because you can show the process. You know, you can show where you started versus where you ended, or maybe some of the in-between spots, which I think are also important for people to realize that, you know, it's not just these end results, but it's the fact that there's been steady progress along the way so that people can um, really feel like they're getting a better picture of what it might look like for them to work with you, because it's not going to be this like overnight success, right? It might be that, hey, in the first three months, we only had this much progress, but 
all of that work built up so that month four, five, six, we had this like huge spike of growth. Having letting people have that realistic understanding of, hey, this is what the the timeline could look like and should look like on a regular basis, that can be really helpful. So I love that you mentioned that about case studies. Because uh, I think it's good advice for me too to like <laughs> go grab some some uh, some wins myself. So, um, well, yeah, and like you mentioned too, and you mentioned this earlier, it comes back to managing client expectations. It's not yeah. gonna change every night. So if you can say in Q one or over the first three months, this is the progress we made, but then how it positively affected the next three months, um, just because you know a lot of the time. Um, we work with, you know, we'll get some small clients, we'll get some new clients that have never marketed before, and they don't have the foundation to be an overnight success. They don't have an audience. They don't have email lists. They don't have website traffic. And I don't think they know that these are the tools to make everything else successful when it yeah. comes to advertising, you know, having all that custom data. So yeah. yeah, or even building up a content on page. I've had people that have come over and I was like, well, what's your Facebook page look like if you want me to run Facebook advertising and they have one post on it? So, you know, the struggle probably. Oh, I do. <laughs> I do. Yeah, it's, it's, it's hard because people go to conferences or they hear, um, you know, huge influencers do a video about like, you should be doing Facebook ads and blah, blah, blah. And they don't realize that there's a lot of foundational pieces and brand building that went into getting to that point where you could say, Hey, I'm going to get X, Y, Z out of running ads. There's a lot of legwork that goes into it. And um, yeah, it's not this instant, you know, snap your fingers and boom, money appears. I wish it was that way, but um, <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and true too, I, I have, it, it really is baffling to me when people want to run Facebook ads, but yet they've done nothing with their brand on Facebook at all. And you're like, all right, we've got a little bit of educating to go to happen right now. So, <laughs> so okay. I, I'm curious though, like, obviously, you know, we all have setbacks and sometimes things we try don't work. Curious, like, how do you motivate yourself to keep moving when you have something that you thought was going to be a win, just be a flop? Like, how do you move forward? What has been your personal process? Yeah. So, um, I guess, especially over this last year, we did see ups and downs within sales and trends. And one of the biggest ones that we saw, um, was with a client that took a huge hit coming out of COVID. Mm. And we tried so many things. We tried new testing, new audiences, new creatives, new campaigns. Um, at one point midsummer, it got so busy and hectic that it just felt like we were throwing something at the wall every week to see what stuck. Yeah. And that was when I kind of just said, let's stop. We've, we've done too much and this is a mess. You know, what do you guys think about going back to the basics and just resetting this from how we started when we started from scratch mm. so I thought that would be helpful in cleaning it up and honestly it really did and what I started to do too and I've seen this pushed um, a lot more in the spring around February and March was account simplification mm. and that was something I mean I'm very good at organizing <laughs> if anyone knows me um, but <laughs> 
it just like this just felt like such a mess I was like okay step back from it you know everything that's in here but if you took on this client brand new what would you do yeah what what would you tell somebody today to um you know if you want to make uh one positive step forward and have a quick win in life or in business what would you tell them just be confident in what you do and make sure you're doing it for the right reason mm-hmm. um not just for money and fame or whatever it may be but like does it truly make you happy? Um, when I was starting out again, gosh, nearly five years ago, you know, I was like, what do I want to do? That's going to make me happy. And I said, Facebook ads, They're like, why not content? And I'm like, I don't want to do it. And in the end, I think it benefited me in the long run. Yeah. That's such great advice. <laughs> I feel like that's advice I need to hear every day of, of just going after what do you really want to do? What's really going to make you happy? So. 